0: again a at the podcast i'm michael k and i'm allison we're going to start with kanye west we haven't talked about kanye west for a couple of episodes and there's been a lot
1: yeah this is our this is our eight part serial this is our cnn uh exclusive this is our you know six month research piece for rolling stone
0: well not and we're not even going to cover it all we're but we're going to get to a lot, so yeah, you know get get a pro get a protein shake
1: find a comfortable spot on the couch,
0: yeah, <laughs> so let's start with Kanye and Julia Fox, since this is the easiest part of Kanye's life since they're over.
1: yeah, I'm done, just like Elton John sang about candles blowing in the wind. this one extinguished itself before the flame. Burn too bright. And
0: that's what he said, right? Those are the lyrics. The, yeah, the, f- the flame was a little too bright. Annoyingly bright. And so bright that we're like, turn it off already. <laughs> yeah, it was like a barbecue lighter. <laughs> yeah, so Kanye and Julia Fox, who's an actress, model, his muse, com- accidental comedian, major fame whore. Although she mm-hmm. said she doesn't like attention. Anyways, they started dating on New Year's Eve. And in the six weeks they were together, she wrote several articles about their dates and him. She said she didn't like attention. She talked about him on several podcasts. They went to Men's Fashion Week in Paris together. He bought her and her friend's baby Birkin purses for her birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, She got rid of her old clothes so that Kanye could style her in new and uglier ones. So she's probably at H&M today buying clothes and she threw all her old ones out. No she she's
1: at like Plato's closet asking for them back,
0: yeah, if they're yeah, if they're even there because it's yeah. Julia Fox, so everyone wants a piece of her outfits, you know, they're on eBay for thousands of dollars, I'm sure, so she they're done. She and Kanye are done, and she announced it on Valentine's Day,
1: <laughs> which I truly love. I love when someone is able to take Valentine's Day and spin it into their own thing for attention. I appreciate that kind of energy.
0: No, I don't because she should have waited a day because when she announced that she and Kanye were done, I mean, people probably threw out all their Valentine's gifts. They were going to give their loved ones canceled plans because what's the point of going on with love if love doesn't exist since Julie and Kanye are over? Valentine's Day was canceled pretty much. It's it's true. It's artificial at that point.
1: It's a fraud, a sham.
0: So this is what she wrote on Instagram, Julia. Mm -hmm. Um... Y'all would love it if I was so upset. And she wrote this because the Daily Mail posted pictures of her at LAX looking upset. And they said she was crying because she had just gotten dumped by Kanye. So she wrote, (laughs) Y'all would love it if I was so upset. The media would love to paint a picture of me, a sad, lonely woman crying on a plane by myself, but it's not true. Why not see me for what I am, which is a number one hustler. I came up, y'all. LOL. And not only that, but Kanye and I are on good terms. I have love for him, but I wasn't in love with the man. Jesus Christ, what do you guys think I am? 12 years old. She also said that she hasn't cried since 1997. But then she said that she cried on February 6th of this year on the birthday of her friend who died. So it's either 1997 or February 6th, the last time she cried.
1: I'm sure that there's a detective working on that right now who can get to the bottom of it. Probably. Because that's a, that's important to know.
0: Yeah, we, we care. Like, Julia, I haven't cried since 1997 either, but I cried when she and Kanye broke up because it really means that there's no hope for any of us.
1: No, and they were the gift that kept on giving too. Like, it was pure entertainment in a time of very little entertainment.
0: Yeah, and it's good that it was only six weeks because I was starting, it was starting, I mean, it was getting on my nerves one second in. But it was really starting to get on my nerves, so that's I'm glad it's over. It was short, not so sweet, very annoying, but it's over.
1: Yeah, and there are some things that we did not need to see. Like, we didn't need to see Kanye and Julia celebrate Christmas together, because he probably would have gotten her, I don't know, 10 Birkin bags. And again, it's overkill. We can predict what it would have been
0: like. We can can tell the rest of the story ourselves. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure exactly so they're over so now let's move on to less funnier shit because kanye has gone total obsessive stalker on his estranged wife kim kardashian and he has threatened her current boyfriend pete davidson kanye bought the house across the street from kim he invited a kim kardashian lookalike to a listening party for his new album, Donda. He's also been seen, the The lookalike has been seen in another event with him. He's been going on and on on Instagram about he, how he wants Kim back and that he prays to God to bring his family back together. But on the flip side, he's also accused Kim of keeping him from their kids. He dragged her for letting their eight-year-old daughter north on tiktok and he has been telling people that kim has been telling people that he wants to put a hit out on her so it's gotten very ugly and i haven't even gotten into what kim what kanye has said about pete yet
1: yeah these are like not even red flags anymore these are these are like the kind of warning signs where you want to start talking to a professional and being like, uh, what should I do here? Because this is not
0: Get a restraining good. order.
1: Yeah, get a re- protective order for sure. Maybe put up a higher gate Move. in front of your house.
0: Yeah. Move. Move.
1: <laughs> change your name. Change
0: your. And the Kardashians, they change their phases every week. So they should just, she should just change it again and change she her sh- name. Cause yeah, it's getting stalker, very stalker. Mm hmm. So sources say that Kanye has been telling people that Pete Davidson is a gay junkie with AIDS. Uh Kanye's side denies he said that, but this is Kanye we're talking about. So I believe I, mean. I believe he said that.
1: <laughs> like he can deny it, and I'll be like, okay, I believe you said that though, Kanye.
0: Yeah, based on what Kanye has said publicly, yeah, I believe he did say that stupid nonsense behind the scenes. So Kanye also rapped in a leaked song that he wants to whoop Pete's ass. And in another <laughs> song, Kanye rapped "A 100 goons pulling up to SNL. What? When I pull up, it's dead on arrival. So basically, he's rapping that he's going to send goons to kill Pete Davidson at Pete's job.
1: Yeah, come to Pete's work. Poor Pete. Pete just wants to go to work, tell some jokes. He doesn't want a 100 of Kanye West friends. Pulling up, threatening
0: to kick his ass. Uh, more than kick his ass. Yeah. So Pete hasn't really said anything and Kim has publicly and Kim has only said that Kanye's public attacks on her are hurtful and that all she wants to do is handle their custody fight privately for the sake of their four children. And so, Allison, do you think Kanye listened?
1: No. No. Well, hmm. in my heart of hearts, I want to believe that Kanye realized what was best for his family and he decided, okay, it's time to pull back a little bit. But then I remember like Kanye's brain is the one making all the decisions and his brain would be like, Kanye, you need to get louder. You need to make more dumb statements. So I'm going to say, no, he didn't listen.
0: No, he didn't. So Kanye and he was a <laughs> especially at it this weekend. So he has also been dragging everyone into it. So Kanye went after Billie Eilish, and this didn't have anything to do with Kim, surprisingly. So it had to do with yeah. Travis Scott. So as we know, and we've talked about here, during the World tragedy where 10 people were killed, Travis kept performing as people mm-hmm. were passing out and people were dying. Mm-hmm. He claims he didn't He didn't know this was happening. So at a recent Billie Eilish show, she noticed an audience member having trouble breathing. So she stopped the show and asked someone to get the audience member an inhaler. So Billie didn't say Travis's name. She didn't say anything about Astral World. But she did say, relax, relax. It's okay. We're taking care of our people. I wait for people to be okay until I keep going. So some took that as a diss toward Travis Scott, which it is kind of.
1: It's definitely an, it's an implied situation. Yeah, exactly. It's like she's stating facts, but it is a little bit implied about who she might have not been naming with that.
0: Well, according to Kanye and Travis, she's not stating facts because Travis claims he didn't know that people were in danger, which she he did because he did like stop sometimes during the show right at Astro World, yeah. i think he saw someone passing out
1: yeah like he could see things were happening like it's when you watch the video it's not like you know when you see a video and you're like oh this person doesn't know what's going on like they're clueless it's like he wasn't clueless
0: yeah and so kanye didn't like what Billy did and both of them are headlining Coachella this year and Travis was supposed to but he's not for obvious reasons but Kanye is bringing Travis on as his guest so he said that Billy needs to apologize to Travis because Travis didn't see what was going on and that if Billy doesn't apologize then Kanye is not going to perform at Coachella so she didn't apologize. She said that um she never brought up Travis and she was just trying to help a fan. Yeah. So as for if Kanye is going to quit Coachella now, probably not because he's moved on to other shit. Yeah, I think he's kind of done with Billy for now.
1: He's busy. Yeah, he's too busy. He can't he can't focus on one person or he can't focus on several things at a time. And he's he's got it's onto another person.
0: Yeah, he's on to burning more bridges. So he Another bridge he burned, which was a big one, was he burned the bridge leading to Kid Cudi. So Kanye and Cudi have collaborated a lot in the past. They're friends. Mm -hmm. Cudi is also good friends with Pete Davidson. They've been friends since 2014. Kanye doesn't like that. And Cudi was supposed to be on Kanye's album, Donda 2. Not anymore. So Kanye Mm -hmm. wrote on Instagram and later deleted it. And that's his thing. Like he writes an Instagram post and deletes it.
1: Almost immediately. Yeah. Commit to something. It's like commit to the, commit to the bridges you're burning. Have some, have some self-respect. Keep those posts up.
0: No. So he wrote, just so everyone knows, Cuddy will not be on Donda because he's friends with, you know who we all speak in Billy language. Now I don't, I don't know what Billy language is
1: no that's definitely we need to remember kanye is not a young person so whenever he tries to make like a joke or like an implication or anything like that it definitely comes across as somebody who is maybe not like completely social media savvy (laughs) like I, i know kanye
0: believes he understands what he wrote but the rest of us are like oh okay No, because nobody knows what Billy language is. We do know what he is speaking is six-year-old brat language because he's like, oh, you know, you are friends with Jenny, so you can't come to my party.
1: Yeah, exactly. I saw you on the playground with Stephanie, and I don't like Stephanie. So you are now disinvited for my sleepover
0: on Friday night. And it was at Chuck E. Cheese's. Oh, a sleepover can't be at Chuck E. Cheese's. So, sadly, what the a sleepover walk. that
1: would be <laughs> the, park- <laughs> the
0: world's grossest sleepover <laughs> So Cuddy hit back and he said Too bad I don't want to be on your album You fucking dinosaur Everyone knows I've been the best thing About your albums since I met you I'm going to pray for you brother We talked weeks ago about this You're whack for flipping the script And posting this just for a look on the internet You ain't no friend Bye Bye and by the way, um, Cuddy is 38 and Kanye is 44. So, Cuddy calling Kanye a dinosaur <laughs> is. Fun.
1: I know, but that's what makes it the most funny, though. Is <laughs> that it's like, I, I would laugh if somebody um, a year younger than me called me a dinosaur. I'd be like, that's great. <laughs> Very biting. Thank you.
0: Speaking of which made me feel like a dinosaur, I was watching some TikTok and some, you know, young and a Gen Zer. Yeah. Was saying, um, talking about, anyways, they're like, um, and you know what gets me? People that were born in the 1900s, and I'm like, <laughs> the like, 1900s, uh... we're really doing <laughs> 1900s, like we're like we were on the prairie and shit.
1: <laughs> You're like riding around on a penny farthing bike. You're like tossing someone a nickel for a a, a, a soda, like a. <laughs>
0: Not even a... You should be offended, too. You were born in the 1900s.
1: (laughs) How dare you reveal my age, Michael?
0: (laughs) So, Kanye responded to Cuddy, saying that he asked Cuddy to talk to Pete, and he loves Cuddy, but that he's fighting for his family. And Cuddy sided with Pete. That's what Kanye thinks. So, Kanye continued to post more memes about Pete, calling Pete skeet. He dragged Pete's ex Ariana Grande into it he dragged Ariana Grande's ex Mac Miller who is dead yeah like leave Mac Miller alone yeah let him rest and Pete's friend Machine Gun Kelly was also dragged into it and everybody's being dragged into it and for Valentine's Day he sent Kim a truckload of roses and on the side of the truck was written my vision is crystal clear crystal clear written with K's And Kanye also released text from Kim where she tells Kanye that he's creating a dangerous situation. And if anyone hurts Pete, it's his fault. Kanye then shared a text that Pete sent him where Pete says he's not trying to get in the way of Kanye's relationship with his kids and hopes they can be friends one day. And then Kanye wrote to his fans to please not do anything to skeet. And that he will handle the situation himself. That sounds ominous. But today, he said, finally today, he said that he knows that sharing text from Kim looks like he's harassing her. And he's still learning. And he's trying to take accountability. So that's yeah. where we're at.
1: That last message. Was that actually written by Kanye West?
0: Probably not. Yeah, but hopefully someone finally got a hold of his phone.
1: Yeah, he like went to the bathroom and left the phone on a couch. And someone was like, I have to intervene. I have to be the hero here. This situation needs
0: a hero. Yeah, and hopefully they, they keep his phone. But some people think that this is all marketing for his album. And others think that Kanye is dangerous, obsessive, and going through a mental breakdown, which he has publicly before. But Kanye said that he wants people to stop calling him crazy for speaking the truth, and that it's very dismissive for people to say that he's off his meds anytime he speaks the truth.
1: You know what? I agree with that. I think that it is very dismissive for people to say, oh, Kanye hasn't been taking his medication. This is just Kanye having a breakdown. I think this might hear me out here. This might just be Kanye's personality. (laughs) This might not be uh, the intervention of, you know, pharmaceuticals or uh, a mood thing. This might just be who Kanye West is, which is the type of person who would publish the text messages between himself and his ex-wife and threaten to kill his ex-wife's new boyfriend.
0: Or it could be both it could be a mixture of a lot of things because Kanye does go through moments where it's like he's quiet and he doesn't uh-huh. really say anything. And then it's like, boom. He's suddenly like spamming Instagram with just like shit after shit after shit. So, you know, it, it could be both.
1: Tr- it tr- Yeah, it's the old El Paso little girl saying, why not both? I agree with you. It could yeah. be both and all at the same time.
0: And whatever the case may be, Kim needs a restraining order. Pete needs a restraining order. And Kanye's phone needs a restraining order. And Instagram needs a restraining order. And my eyes need to to get a restraining order.
1: Whoever runs Instagram just needs to hack into his account, change the password to something that he'll never guess. Be like, whoops, you've been logged out. Whoops, you keep trying, but you can't log in. Whoops, try a new password, Kanye. And just do that for like the next month.
0: Let's move on from... One heavy story to another. This is about Alec Baldwin. He has unsurprisingly been named in a lawsuit from the family of um, Helena Hutchins, who Alec shot and killed on the set of the low-budget Western Rust in Santa Fe, New Mexico in October of last year. She was only 42. So to get everyone up to speed, Alec Baldwin was rehearsing a scene in a church on the set of Rust, and he was handed a gun by assistant director Dave Halls, who yelled, cold gun, meaning there were not supposed to be any live rounds in it. So Dave got the gun from head armorer, and she's kind of green at the job, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. While Alec was rehearsing with the gun, the gun went off and it killed cinematographer helena hutchins and injured director joel suiza who is now okay Mm -hmm. the investigation from the santa fe sheriff's department and da is still ongoing so no criminal charges have been filed yet but they've made it clear that criminal charges could possibly be filed Mm -hmm. Uh, but Nobody is taking responsibility. Everyone's kind of blaming someone. So Hannah Gutierrez-Reed has said through her lawyers that there were no live rounds on the set, and she believes she was sabotaged. sabotaged. She filed her own lawsuit against the company who provided the ammunition, because she says there were only supposed to be dummy ammunition in there, and that live rounds were mixed in. So she thinks the company somehow mixed live rounds, in, like it's their their mistake. So she's blaming that company and also said that Alec ignored her request for gun training and that she wasn't told he'd be handling a gun that day. Alec, as we know, he has done nothing but open his lips. He's talked in TV interview. He did an impromptu press conference for the PAPS. He's done several instagram videos he swears he did not pull the trigger and said that the gun just went off by itself which experts say doesn't really happen but that's the story alec is going with and alec doesn't know who is to blame for helena's death but he says he is not to blame
1: right he like completely washed his hands of it and just said like good luck trying good luck finding who did this Uh, but please stop calling me because I am not the person who did this and I'm going to go hang out with my family now.
0: Yeah, it seems like everyone involved is kind of doing that. Like, it's not my fault. It wasn't me. You know, so Mm -hmm. Helena's family thinks Alec is to blame. They filed a wrongful dead lawsuit and they're looking for unspecified damages. Helena left behind a husband, Matthew, and a nine-year-old son. So the family filed their wrongful dead lawsuit against several defendants, including mm-hmm. Alec, the production companies behind Rust, the company that provided the ammunition. Um, Alec was a producer on the on the movie. Uh, Dave Halls and Hannah Gutierrez-Reed were also named in the lawsuit. So they sued everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Alec is being named. Alec is being named in lawsuits now, even though he's claim that he's not guilty of nothing.
0: Yeah. And Alec, uh, the lawsuit calls out the conditions on set. Like, as we heard, the crew who were union, they quit because of the conditions and a non-crew union was brought in. So the lawsuit also blames Helena's death on negligence because the crew failed to treat the gun like it was loaded. And they specifically call out Alec Baldwin. So they say that Alec pointed the gun at Helena during rehearsals. And the lawsuit states, I think it's clear what happened. Alec had the gun in his hand. He shot it. Helena was killed. The gun cannot fire unless the trigger is engaged and the hammer is back.
1: I mean, you can't disagree with that.
0: I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever touched a real gun. So I don't know anything about guns. But, you know, experts have said that it just doesn't go off by itself. So they essentially shit on Alex's claim that the gun just mysteriously went off. He didn't pull the trigger. He didn't you know that it just went off. They also say that Alex should have checked the gun to make sure it had no ammo in it. And the lawsuit also points out that there were three unsafe weapon discharges on set and the camera operators complained about the conditions and were ignored, which is why they walked off set. So, this isn't the first lawsuit about this and it probably won't be the last. Three crew members have a- or filed their own lawsuits. And as I said, like the criminal investigation is still open.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And it's going to just keep, it's, it's just going to continue to get messier because like you have mentioned, nobody is, nobody's kind of taking ownership over it. There's just tons of finger pointing and we're dealing with a gun, which is big and a death, which is even bigger
0: yeah, and Alec, I mean, he's been running his mouth this whole time, and now he's su- he's quiet. I, th- I <laughs> he hasn't said anything about this yet, but maybe he's preparing. And brace yourselves, because when he op- once he opens that mouth, it's not it's not going to stop, and he's probably going to dig himself a bigger hole.
1: Oh yeah, because he's definitely not asking for help from his publicist. You know how? Oh, how should I start my Instagram video that I'm going to make? Again, it's like Alec, please look at the optics. Do not respond to this lawsuit because you're going to say something really rude about um a widower, which is not going to be a great look for you. Just don't respond to it. Film your video on your phone and then immediately delete
0: it. Yeah, don't don't post it. Yeah, let let your lawyers do the talking. And another thing is he's dealing with several lawsuits. Um he has approximately and I'm this is a low estimate, 10,000 children to feed. So (laughs) he's going to need money now. I mean, he has a lot of money, but lawyer bills add up, and so do bills to feed your 10,000 children.
1: Yeah, even if you're buying the goldfish at Costco, again, you're not saving that much money. It still costs money. You're, You're still checking out there with like a $500 Costco bill.
0: Yeah, so da- Dancing with the Stars, here he comes. Or Hilaria is going to pitch, like, the whole family on Dancing with the Stars. Because there's enough of them. They could be all contestants for one season.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm sure ABC wants that. ABC's just waiting by the phone.
0: Or Dancing with the Stars of España. That That's what she'll she'll pitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, and finally, let's end this part of the show with some happy shit since we've been talking about dark things um so over at the site uh, pajiba they did a post about a reddit post that asked redditors what's your wholesome experience with a stranger
1: i think a lot of people probably have creepy stories about
0: strangers yeah so this is wholesome sweet this that's what it's meant to be so there were over a thousand responses but i'm just going to read a few So one guy wrote about how he saw a sad little girl on the street by herself. He was walking home from work and asked her if she was okay. She said that uh, her band practice got out early and her mom wasn't there and the girl was crying. So like her mom was supposed to pick her up, but since she got out early, she didn't know what to do. So he used his cell phone to call the mother, let the little girl talk to the mother and waited with the girl until her mother showed up. So that's an example. Wholesome, sweet stranger. Another person wrote that they were looking for their lost dog late one night, and a stranger offered to help them and didn't stop helping them until the dog was found. Another woman wrote that during her goth phase, when she wore all black, she went to the store with her dad, and he, like, lives in a conservative church town, so she was a little self-conscious. Like, she thought people would stare at her. And an old little lady came up and she braced herself because she thought the old lady was going to make fun of her or say something rude. rude. And instead, mm-hmm. the little lady told her how pretty she was. So that Aww, made her feel sweet. nice. And someone wrote, I was crying dramatically in the rain at a crosswalk over some dumb thing. I don't remember. And this old man who stopped at the same crosswalk stood next to me and slowly raised his umbrella for me and walked across the road with me. I was crying hard and couldn't get a thank you out. I hope he's doing fine. So there's a lot of stories like that. Like, Mm -hmm. just wholesome you know that made them feel good basically the opposite of what we talk about here we talk a lot of shit and dark and <laughs> ugly things so this is sweet and wholesome allison what is a wholesome moment with a stranger that you can still remember
1: all right so i don't have many because uh, like as you said uh we do a lot of shit talking and that extends it spills over into my personal life as well um my story actually starts out sounding like uh, a kidnapper story so i was um in college and i was selling uh, a laptop that i had which it was a laptop that i didn't have i didn't have any money in college like i was working but i also had no money so i bought this laptop with like Um, you know, my student loan, so I like couldn't pay it back. It was really annoying. And then the speakers blew out on it and then the battery stopped charging on it. So it was one of those things where I'm like, I have to sell this. Like, I can't, I can't try to get it fixed. Like, I don't have money for this. So I put it out on Craigslist being like, this is like my broken laptop. If you want to buy it, please buy it. And I got all these responses and, you know, people were offering me like 20 bucks, like real low balls. And this person messaged me and he was like, um, he's like, I actually need a laptop that doesn't require sound. And he's like, how much did you pay for it? And I mean, this was like uh, a couple years ago. <laughs> so like laptops were really expensive. And he's like, I'll give you like 500 bucks for it. And I was like, that's incredible because everybody's been offering me like $10 essentially. And he's like, no, I'll give you 500 bucks for it. He's like, that's what it's worth in my eyes. And I'm like, okay, that's great. And he's like, where do you want to meet and i was like okay i'm gonna pick a public place because again i don't want to get kidnapped and so he pulled up in his car and he was like do you mind getting in my car so that i can check and make sure it works like i don't want to get scammed was was it the
0: tinder swindler
1: (laughs) no my story's your name
0: (laughs) oh that's right that's right i always get confused okay sorry Go, go ahead
1: Yeah. So I like got in his car and he's like, can we just like pull into a parking lot? And he's like, we're like out in the open. This looks suspicious. And I was like, oh, God, this is how I die. And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, sure. We can go to a second location. And so he like pulls in behind. Like,
0: Never go to a second location, Allison. But I forget. This is a this is a happy story. It's a good thing I know. Okay, I'll shut up. Trust me. In
1: the in the moment, I was like, I'm this my face is going to be on a milk carton tomorrow. Um And so I was like, okay, sure, you can do that. And then he checks it and he's like, yeah, he's like, this laptop's fine. Gives me $500 in cash. And then I was like, that's great. And then he goes, uh, what are you doing after this? And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, no. And I was like, well, I was planning on going to the mall to meet my friends. And he's like, which mall? And it's, it, this is a real Toronto specific thing. But I said, I'm going to Yorkdale, which Toronto people will know, like, that's like, a long subway ride, right? Like, that's, like, it was far out of my neighborhood, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to Yorkdale. And he's like, well, do you want to ride? And I was like, uh, okay, I guess, like, if I've made this many stupid decisions. So he drove me, like, 45 minutes to the mall, and then dropped me off, and was like, all right, well, thanks for the laptop. Have a, have a good time at the mall with your friends, and drove away, and I was, like, totally, I was totally fine. I had money, and I was alive, and He was, like, really normal driving, like, didn't ask me any weird questions. Like, I think the drive was actually pretty quiet.
0: (laughs) And you never saw him again or heard from him again?
1: Never. And I was, like, it was at a time where I literally had maybe, like, maybe $5 in my bank account. And I was, like, this is really nice. Like, he saved me Subway fare that I didn't have. Like, so, yeah, it was really, and again, just really nice. Like, waved goodbye, never saw him again.
0: Yeah, and that is sweet and wholesome because it does start out, like, this could go either way this could go many ways many of which are south
1: (laughs) absolutely michael do you have a a wholesome story about a stranger interaction
0: yeah like you like you i don't have many because i'm a bitch (laughs) but um mine goes way back to when i was i was around 17 my sister Mm -hmm. was going to school in chicago and i wanted to visit her so i took a train From L.A. to Uh Chicago, which is a few days, because this was so long ago. Airplane travel didn't exist. Um, (laughs) Well,
1: you were born in the 1900s, Michael.
0: Yeah. So, no, I thought it would be fun to, like, take a train, like, glamorous or whatever. I don't know. It wasn't. But um, I didn't get, like, a sleeper car or anything fancy like that. I slept, like, you know, I sat in the general area. Like, I had to sleep in the chair, and it was several days. And... I before I went, I got a big duffel bag. And my mom bought me a bunch of snacks from Sam's Club or Costco or whatever. And it was so many snacks. And I usually chose junk snacks, right? Like this duffel bag was filled with them. Um, <laughs> a lot of which were airheads, which I were, was into at the time. Do you remember airheads? They're still It's like taffy. Yeah, it's like candy. So I had tons of those anyways. And so during the trip, I basically just ate from that bag because I was so scared to go to the dining car. I thought it was fancy. I was picturing like Spagos in my head and that they were going to be like very snobby and look down on me. So I was like, I'm not going to the dining car. So I just ate this junk food. So on the way back, same thing. I just ate. From this duffel bag. Um, Halfway through the trip, this woman got on the train. She was pregnant. Um, And she sat next to me. And so I did my thing where I just ate junk food from there. And she went to the dining car and she came back with a sandwich and soup for me. And she gave it to me. She said, you know, I've seen you've been eating junk. I didn't know if you didn't have any money or what. I had money. I was just nervous to go to the dining car. So (laughs) like we became, yeah, we became friends. We talked the whole time. She had never been to the West Coast before. So I was with her when she saw a palm tree like live for the first time and it was like she saw a unicorn, like she melted. And so I melted because it was like so sweet. So, And we kind of, you know, once we got to LA and we went our separate ways, we exchanged phone numbers and addresses and we talked and sent letters back and forth for a while, but we ended up, you know, losing touch. And but I still whenever I see an airhead I think of her because I eat so many of those and she saved me by buying me a sandwich. And she later like took me to the dining card so I wouldn't be scared.
1: Was it as fancy as you imagined it was?
0: No, it was trash. That's why I'm like, this That's- is what I was <laughs> this this is what I was scared by. And she was telling me, she's like, Really? No, it's not fancy.
1: So, Michael, Sunday was the Super Bowl. Super Bowl LVI, I think. I know it wasn't L-I-V. I'll always remember Super Bowl Live. But the Super Bowl happened on Sunday, which is football. And as usual, there's a halftime show in the Super Bowl. And did you watch it?
0: I did. Did you?
1: Yes, I did. I watched it live on television. And... (laughs) I need to ask, did you enjoy that Super Bowl halftime show? I
0: did enjoy it a lot. Did you? Yeah.
1: I also really enjoyed it. And that might be because (laughs) we were the right age bracket for that halftime show. So if you didn't watch it or, you know, you didn't know anything about the halftime show, it was Dr. Dre with special guests Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, 50 Cent, and Anderson Pack. And that halftime show ignited like an intergenerational fight between boomers and Gen Xers and millennials. I think Gen Z kind of kept out of it because maybe
0: they're like, who are any were... of these people?
1: Yeah, they're like, these are dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. So boomers were confused because they also probably didn't know who they were, or they were probably like, oh, that's not music. Um, and a lot of people on the internet got confused about who the kind of you know, target for that halftime show was. A lot of people were talking about how it was like a halftime show that catered exclusively to millennials. There was like a tweet that kind of went viral that was like, this halftime show is definitely just for people who were born between 1985 and 1995, which had a lot of people pointing out that millennials are born 1981 to 96. Gen Xers were born 1965 to 1980 and a lot of those artists were famous you know in the very early 90s like for example the chronic came out in like 1992 and so if that tweet is any indication it's like seven-year-olds weren't lined up to buy the chronic at least to the best of my knowledge they weren't
0: (laughs) no it was a Um, baby gen x and it was definitely for gen x like you're a millennial if yes. it was if it was headlining, if the headliners were like Gnarls Barkley, and Daniel Powder, then okay, that was for you millennials.
1: Yeah, no. LMFAO for <laughs> <Not> sure. L- <laughs> Listen, LMFAO did perform at the Super Bowl halftime show, so let's please give them a little bit of respect here. <laughs> you all had your moment with that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but this was definitely for you know, b- like baby Gen X, absolutely. Although I will now. say that No More Drama came out in 2001, and I definitely own that album.
0: Yeah, so a, l- a little bit for the Millennials. A little nod to the Millennials.
1: A little tiny bit, yeah. But the Millennials will get our own halftime show in a couple years. So the Oscars are also happening at the end of March, and for a long time, there weren't any hosts. Like for three years. There was no host for the Oscars, which was kind of met with, like, varying degrees of success. Some of the years were, like, rated okay. Last year was a complete nosedive into the garbage in terms of ratings. And there, it seems like they have Oscar hosts for this year. So, Michael, if you could pick your perfect Oscar host, who would it be?
0: Charo, if you could pick yours, who would it be? Miss Piggy. I think Charo... we've talked about this. Oh, my God, we're like... (laughs) Are we sure about boomers? Because were, we're forgetting what we talked about last week.
1: <laughs> it might have been last week. Oh wow! Yeah, no, we definitely need to get. Uh, we need yeah, to start play those me the brain same games. Question. <laughs> I'm like Michael. Who's your favorite Oscar winner? I'll tell you. Mine was in 1935 when.
0: <laughs> mine was in the 1900s, the early yeah, yeah the.
1: when they transition to talkies well here's the thing Charo and miss piggy not going to be hosts unfortunately but it looks like it's going to be wanda sykes comedian regina hall uh incredible actress uh early 2000s movie icon and amy schumer and that's from what you know the um the like oscars executive producer has kind of said is that they're going to sort of divide up the ceremony into three segments. So each uh, each host will get their own segment. It's not going to be like three people on stage like, you know, a group of three. I couldn't yeah. think of a group of three. I wanted to say ABBA and I was like, that is four people.
0: Well, they're like the only murders in the building trio because they were apparently trying to get them. Uh, Martin, Short, Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, but they Selena were scheduling Gomez. conflicts. So they were like, let's go with the dynamic trio of Schumer, Hall, and Sykes. Who could name a better group of three people? I don't hate her. I don't hate her. Do you you have thoughts either way?
1: Yeah, I do. I love Wanda Sykes. Like, that's... If she could just do the whole show on her own, I would be pleased as punch. She's the best. I love Regina Hall very much. And can she carry her own Oscar ceremony? Why not? Let her try. She can try it. Amy Schumer is not necessarily my type of, she's not my flavor of comedy. I'll say that. But I think she'd probably do an okay job. She's not going to do any worse than Billy Crystal in his worst year.
0: Yeah, it can't be any worse than uh, James Franco. But Regina Hall, she definitely should be there. But she shouldn't be there to host. She should be there to pick up a very late Best Supporting Actress Oscar for Scary Movie. So oh, hopefully a that will happen. Yeah, they're like, sorry, we didn't honor you then, but now we're going to.
1: Yeah, we we overlooked Brenda Meeks for four movies in a row, and that was disgusting. We should not have done that. I agree with you. Let's hope that's the way the ceremony goes. So, Michael, a couple famous people have given birth recently. Eve uh, gave birth to her first child on February 1st, and Kylie Jenner gave birth to her second child on February 2nd. And both of them have something very common, uh, have something in common with the names that they chose for their kids. And that would be The Forest or uh, Twilight. I don't know. Twilight. Yeah, of course. Uh, That Shakira song, She Wolf.
0: Yeah. The Big Bad. A movie starring Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. uh, the that song uh a woo werewolf in London, yeah, yeah, it's wolf. So Eve and her husband Maximilian Cooper welcomed a baby named. This is such a long name, Wild
0: Wolf Fife Alexander Summers Cooper. And th- I mean that's a password, and that's like a hard. That's like you know when they when Apple's like we suggest this password.
1: Yeah, that's You're the like password they suggest. Wild
0: it. wolf. Yeah. On and on and well,
1: on. Well, Wolf, Fife, Alexander, Summers, Cooper. The, the S in Summers has to be a dollar sign, and the O's in Cooper need to be two zeros. Yeah. So Kylie Jenner, all, she kept hers a lot more simple. So Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott had their second baby, and they simply named him Wolf Webster. First name, last name.
0: So it's it's all about Wolf. And I have such a hard time saying, I can't say the L and w- Wolf. I can't say it. It's like Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> wolf.
1: I mean, that's better than Wolf, though. I would rather name my kid Woof.
0: Woof than w- Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. It's
1: a coin toss.
0: Yeah, Woof. Next celebrity, change, uh, end this trend and just name them Woof. W-O-O-F. Yeah. Or BB,
1: Big Bad. We'll understand what they mean. Okay, so Michael, I have, a, I have a blind item about a rude, jealous actress, and I'm very excited to hear your guesses on it. And so this comes courtesy of Kirsten Dunst, Kristen Dunst was of course we talked about this in the last episode she's nominated for her first academy award ever and she's talking to the hollywood reporter about her career and obviously we can like name kirsten Dunst's performances from the past and like i would say she was a teen actress like she appeared in teen movies
0: mm-hmm. yeah she well was. somebody
1: yeah and somebody used that against her in a like rude disparaging way so she said i remember another actress who said something like well, I'm not like a dumb cheerleader movie star or something. And her saying that made me feel so terrible about myself. So Michael, it's time to get to
0: guessing. Well, she didn't offer any she didn't offer any hints, right? It no was clues, just... none. No. Okay, I'm going to say Betty White. Oh my god, may God strike me down for <laughs> guessing. Betty White. Now I'm gonna say, I can this, see, I can't. There's no hints. What What are your guesses?
1: So my first instinct
0: was that it was Jake Gyllenhaal while they were dating. Why well, thought he? Said she did she did she she didn't say actress. She said another actress. Then why? How good.
1: <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs>
0: The two are interchangeable terms, are they not? Allison, she get the one hint she gave us hey, was, was actress, woman. and you said Jay Jonah. My, hmm, this sounds like a guy. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I did have to
1: guess, though, I would say maybe maybe Maggie Gyllenhaal, but I don't think she's that rude. But maybe Scarlett Johansson.
0: Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, the, the, yeah, that
1: <laughs> that works. All right, Michael, if you've ever wanted to join the Mile High Club, you're in luck. Because, you know, most people just... The Mile High Club, of course, is like the nickname for when you have sex on an airplane. Most Mm -hmm. people do that for free. They don't pay to do that. But there's a Las Vegas airline called Love Cloud who's hoping that you would want to pay to do that. So for $995, they'll take you on a 45-minute flight above Las Vegas for a full hour. That's uh, $1,095. And what that gets you is... You get a private jet, you Mm -hmm. get a pilot who's wearing noise-canceling headphones and can't hear you, you can have sex in the private jet, and Michael, this might be the most sexy romantic part of all. Uh, Inside the private jet is a twin mattress with a red satin sheet on it, and you can have sex as much as you want for
0: $995. Is it a deal?
1: I mean, I would feel bad if I knew somebody who spent that much money to have sex on a twin mattress.
0: Yeah, you might as well fuck in a van.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly, and you'll get less like you'll get less airsick if you're in a van.
0: Yeah, and I don't. Is it okay? Is the thrill of fucking on a plane? Is it fucking on a plane, or is it getting caught? Like, are they also going to have extras, hired extras? That pretend to be passengers, and so when you go and the sneak in the laboratory with you know your fuck partner and you fuck, you know they you have to keep it low so you can't, you know so they can't hear. And then they are, are they also going to hire like uh, pe- pe- actors to play police officers. So when you get off the flight, they're going to <laughs> arrest you because that's the thrill. I, is it thrill fucking on a plane or is it like getting caught?
1: I think it's getting caught for nine ninety five. Yeah, it better come with an air marshal who threatens to ground the plane and kick me and my partner off
0: yeah maybe that's a add-on
1: yeah (laughs) that's for an extra 50 bucks all right so last but not least while we're on the topic of swapping bodily fluids uh not in the air this one actually happened on you know solid ground so they made a book about the making of mad max fury road do you remember that movie yes it was good. That movie rules. Yeah, so it's they a really made good, like a, yeah. It's so good. So they made a movie about uh, the making of it, and as lots of people remember, it starred Tom Hardy as the role of Mad Max, and in the book, it claims that um, the sort of like two actors who were up for the role, like where it was like you know, it could go either way. Who's going to get this? Is Tom Hardy and army hammer? Which really surprises me. That's a that's a choice. In the book, it says that Tom Hardy and Army Hammer both auditioned at the exact same time. And so they're both auditioning for Mad Max, um, which is so confusing. I'd be like, I got to leave. I can't do this. My brain doesn't stretch that far. But they were auditioning at the same time. And according to the book, Tom was like really bringing it. He really wanted this role. And he like, uh, like gnashed his teeth at Army and spat in Army's face and then mm-hmm. tom ended up getting the role of mad max.
0: Yeah, an army gave him props and is like, "Okay, I I can't beat that, so you should give the job to Tom."
1: Yeah, cuz that's pretty that's that's going there. Also, I mean, to be fair, this so these auditions happened like a long time ago cuz Mad Max Fury Road came out in 2015. But I feel like after we heard all the allegations about ARMY, there's probably someone out there that's like, yeah, I'd spit at him too.
0: Yeah. But, you know, and it's really not fair because if Tom Hardy's going to spit on an asshole, I wish it'd be mine. That brings us to the end of this episode. Um, As always, if you haven't rate and reviewed us yet, please do if you've got an email for us, a question or a note or whatever you want, you can email us at DTP at delisted.com. and we'll be back next week. Bye.